You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome to the Daily Live. Actually, I didn't realize we were live then, but we are now. Um... Before we get into the breaking news, I just wanted to address something very quickly. Okay. I'm obviously back. Hello. I wanted to address something very quickly. Is it the lack of milk? It was the lack of milk. was going to be one of them, but that's okay. I've corrected that. Okay. But that absolute woeful bit of, I don't even know if you can call it journalism, that was in the Daily Rag last oh, night. Sorry, I thought that was something aimed at me. Um, the Daily Mail about Everton Stadium, yeah. which was quite possibly the the Daily Mail do have do have it in for Everton, regardless they they don't like Everton. They've made it patently clear. Matthews hates them, and they, oh, he's got all his mates um, to gag in. And this one was absolutely disgraceful. I thought last night about the stadium, led with a picture of a stadium that's getting built. With two years and it's still no closer to being fit. Well, it is because two years ago it was a doc. What did, I mean? And it was utter odd, nonsense as odd, well. Odd piece. I don't understand it. Uh, Everton had obviously had Dan Mice and Alan Myers, and I don't know whether there was a. I don't know whether it was like maybe in connection with them. I don't know. Maybe mm. they knew something about the Euros or something. Nice. And that I don't know, but he'd obviously had Dan Mice in there. He'd obviously let some wanted a good story to go out yeah. there, a nice story. I don't know whether there was other journalists in there. I think the BBC might have been there. As well. So you've got, so you've got a story in the BBC that's basically saying how great it is and how mm. close it is. I mean, they said it's going to be ready for next summer. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it will be. Um, and then you've got a, just a hit piece by the Mail, and and I'll be honest. And we've had this conversation with people from the football club loads mm. of times. It's mad the fact that they still get access to yeah. just do what they want and write yeah, what they yeah. want. And yet, independent, independent, Everton independent media like us, yeah, Evan will 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 say something to them, mm. and we'll like slap them under this. But they keep on writing these hit pieces, mm. and it's just pathetic. And that one last night was just even more pathetic. Two like it's like, two, where's the stadium? It's like it's there, mate. It's getting built. <laughs> Literally, every day we watch more and more stuff. The the biggest thing about it was you, you can see it's a stadium. It was like this skeleton. Of a, you're like skeleton. What are you about? What are you not? The, the, it's it's a stadium. How long does do the do these think these things take? Like it's getting built. It's and what's mad is. They basically said, and it will be built by this date. Yeah, yeah. the date that the, the everyone said, said he said. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> That's what I mean. The, bit, the headline was like really sensationalist. Yeah. And then I read the thing thinking, right, really? I'm, I'm, basically it's just a dumb Everton are getting on with the stadium. It'll be ready by oh, the, the end of 24, yeah. which is what Everton have said. Like, right, so if you'd have just said, 
Everton Stadium progress two years on or something, yeah. then you couldn't have really got ah, it was just yeah. it's still not like looking any closer to being finished. You're like, mate, go and look at it two years ago yeah. when it was a dock with water in it, and now it's a stadium. It was just it is mad. Yeah, it, it's sorry, but they, no, they it, is mad, like, it is mad. Like it is mad. Like you, you can see it every day. It's getting got. It's getting. It's getting bigger and more stuff. The roof's going on the east stand now. You know, they've put the first bit up last week. That'll probably get, next couple of weeks, that'll start filling out. So you'll have a mm. roof all the way around yeah. the stadium. They've just done the scoreboard in the south end, in the south end state, uh, stand, putting the scoreboard uh, bits up. They've kicked the, the west the west stand, the wraparound is all the way done now from, mm. up from north to south. It's completely finished now. It's like there's so much happening all the time. And there's a lot, like there's a lot to kick Everton about. This is not one of them. Mm. This is get they're getting on with this really, really well. You know, it's pathetic, pathetic, absolutely, absolutely pathetic. Yeah, just nonsense, just nonsense. So feel free to to have a go with the Daily Mail yeah. again because it's a, it's an absolute joke. Absolute it's an absolute rag. joke. The thing that you know, Everton have done. Listen, we've sat here. Everyone knows it. Everyone watching does the same. We, we do social media. We sit here and we can bemoan the fact that. Our recruitment has been yeah. poor. It really has. We can make excuses for recruitment teams all we want, but the recruitment has been poor. Mm. It's as simple as that. But the stadium has been tremendous, what yeah, they've yeah. done. Absolutely tremendous. So, yeah. Dan Mike's been at the stadium and basically saying he's like seeing what, what he, he saw. Yeah. And he was like taking pictures from like the furthest back seat and going, look how close it is. Yeah. Look how intimidating mm. it is. And Look how inside, how small it is, you know, and how it feels. How it yeah. feels. And it's like, you know, that's the fella who designed it. And he's like, you know, obviously, he's, he, you know, obviously he's, he thinks it's going on brilliantly. And Alan Meyer's talking about it and saying, God, it just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And you don't realise the, the size of the project till you get down there. And it's like, it's moving along nicely. It's like the last thing anyone uh, anyone needs to moan at Everton about. Yeah, it's just like a million other things yeah. you could have a go at Everton about. And fans would just go, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But like that one's like you've just picked the wrong fight, you absolute idiots. And I know, like the guy who wrote it, I think it was Mike Keegan. He'll have probably just wrote a piece on it, and then they've put this stupid headline on mm. it. It's just pathetic. No wonder journalists have been off covering Everton and going to do horse racing and and all, 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 and uh, all the other stuff else they're they doing. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd be been off football altogether. So you won't be. They're trying to get a, trying to get signed by Saudi Pro yeah. League. That's what Absolutely. you want. Absolutely, that's what you want. Well, Everton it has just broken in the last minutes that uh, Everton have agreed a fee or a deal in principle with Sporting Lisbon for yeah. Yusuf Chimiti. Mm. Um, four goals in 41 appearances. So mm. make of that what you will. Yeah, But he is obviously only 19 years of age. He's athletic, six foot four. Um, just say 19 in May as well. Six foot four, mobile, yeah. strong, being capped uh, by Portugal. Uh, every level so far up to 19s. Mm. Um, he made 15 appearances in the in the top division in Portugal, the Premier League last season, and scored three times for sport in that. Very highly rated. Mm. Um, but Everton have agreed to deal with him. He's a centre forward. Yeah. What's, what's your early, your early <laughs> thoughts? I, 
well, like a lot of people, I am not massively familiar with this player, mm. but I have been onto someone who actually <laughs> does know because that's his job. And um, the feedback's actually quite good. Um, good size, good speed, needs to put muscle on, he's good in the box, uh, gets good separation, decent in the air, but the stress the st he stresses he stresses patience he is a young man there is he is the one no the one we've been no every time no we've been saying we need to sign the player a year before mm. he goes somewhere and then the ends up costing us 25 million or 30 million this is what this lad is he's the year before he is a project mm. um this is not the center forward that we all have been sort of dying for this is a young lad who has got uh who they've obviously identified as all the major skill sets mm. but he's definitely definitely not the finished article by any means and as you said there just turned just turned 19 mm. played four times for the under 19 portugal under 19 scored three times this is a very young lad uh, this is so. This is not the one we're all. This is not you know we're all from you know watching Saturday's game and look at looking at wearing. This is not the player. This is a young lad who imagine will come in and get opportunities. So let's not all rush to put pressure on if he you know it signs and it all goes through. This is a young lad who um, just needs patience and is definitely not Dominic Alvarez sort of. Well, he might be Dominic Alvarez's replacement eventually, mm. but certainly. Uh, for the time being, I think this is somebody who just needs games, and it might take the pressure off Everton. And maybe Everton will go right. We need to go and go and get someone on loan now. Another loan striker, someone who's got a little, who's been around the block a little Probably. bit, um, so, older. someone who can give this this lad an opportunity to grow over a year. And mm. that's this, you know. So let's let's not sort of start going. Oh my God, he doesn't score. Got this is not this is not a player that that. I don't think anyone would expect to go into the first team and make massive ripples this season. Mm. Just a player that we allow to build and build and build. Well, it's the players that you know we're saying we should be signing, isn't it? Doesn't take away the need we need right now. No, no, no. Yeah, and we saw we saw that on Saturday. Obviously, yeah. Dan Juma was up there for the first half, and if he touched the ball five times, yeah. that's probably he done well. But wasn't expecting anything. It was his first forty-five minutes. Everton didn't play very well at all anyway. Um, and we know that his main position is going to be off wide areas anyway, yeah. Dan Juma. He's just a, an emergency striker, isn't he? But Everton do need a centre-forward. Yeah, you know, Dominic Alvaro again, not involved. Well, there's a game tomorrow, isn't there? Monza behind closed mm. doors, and that feels that maybe that's been arranged. For Tom and for Dom. Yeah, well, possibly, Delhi yeah. Delhi apparently is in contention yeah that. so that'd be great wouldn't so it and also that takes the pressure off them it's not it's not I. Uh, everything's in the spotlight isn't it mm. everything's everything's in front of everyone in fact I was I thinking mean, this Saturday you know I was watching the game I think we've had this conversation before anyway mm. but years ago you just didn't see these games did no. you you know the odd listen the odd game like Stoke where you could have maybe gone yeah, yeah yeah but I was watching a lot of other like a lot of other teams like Liverpool played one last week with and it was and basically four faults yeah. behind closed doors. Well, basically behind closed doors. Yeah, get a fair. Yeah, uh, get, get a fair. Them, yeah. German, the German side. Get a fair. Sorry. Get a Thunberg. Great, great, great. What she didn't play behind closed doors. Economical. Very economical. Very economical. You know, make a carbon footprint. 
The lot of the years ago, yeah. you, you just you just see the score, Everton yeah. one one nil against Stoke, and that would have been it with yeah. a goal from him. You know what I mean? And, and now yeah. we watch it and we criticise it, or we we pour over everything. Mm. It wasn't good Saturday. No, it wasn't, wasn't good. Sa- second half was better than the first half, but you know this still. You know, thought the the plus out we'll we'll get back on to Timothy in a minute. The pluses probably from Saturday for me was like Brantwaite. I thought Brantwaite was excellent when he came on. Um thought you know what I thought Dobbin done all right. I know he's not he should have definitely scored. He should have definitely yeah, scored one scored. of the two chances he had. Yeah. But he's raw, isn't he? But he's or at least he's direct. He was good. I don't know how much good he scored against Bolton. Now it's all of it, yeah. Yeah, he, he was good against Bolton. He's direct. He's, he's, he, he gets into good areas. He's just not a great finisher. He's, he's a he lo- he's a wide player, though, he, isn't he? He needs to learn to just get a little bit of control of the mm. ball, but he runs into some really intelligent play areas of the pitch. Um, so, yeah, sat, sat I thought Tom Nana was good Saturday. Yeah. No, it, it is funny, be. like, when you're watching, like, I've seen a bit of the... Uh, seen a bit of, like, the games in America last night and you know you do want a bit of that but it's like 75,000 people and you, the managers are trying to, trying to get those games are intense as well they mm. create an intensity and it, you just wonder whether that's what exactly what managers want at this time of year but you know I think I think Pochettino said that last night you know play three games in a week big games mm. lots of lots of eyes on it lots of the wet you know the heat intense heat and all that mm. kind of it's so you just you do wonder whether that's exactly what they want or 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 you know money dictates it though doesn't it? Mm, Ideally, would they choose that? I don't think they would, but they're in it, aren't they? And it gets you up to speed. I mean, Stoke left a few on us on Saturday. They let us know that yeah, <laughs> some yeah. of the tackles the one on McNeil, the second challenge was shocking. Um, but yeah, you know they they won the game, didn't they? Another clean sheet for mm. Big Sean. Um, but yeah, back to the likes of Chimiti. Again, you know, if you look at trans- and transfer markets, not a great, a great indicator of what people's fees should be. Really, whatever algorithm they use, um, they've got them listed as three million, and it's supposed to be around seventeen. Yeah, we're not getting for three million. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But he is a young player, and I imagine the terms have been favourable for Everton, and that's why they've been able to do the deal. Yeah, it's as simple as that. If we if if we choose to sell the Mari Gray, maybe we'll see another foray into the market. If we sell uh, Neil Mopai, or you know, Sal and Natana, she always come out and said that they'd be interested in a money plus Mopai for, for Deer. Mm. Will Everton do that? That would be, if Everton done that, that would be, I'd, I would be delighted with with those two then, because you would have a 26 year old Bula Deer who's, you know, mm. one and two last season. You've obviously got Dom. And you've obviously then got Timothy, who could take his time, and he really could. You could just use him sparingly and develop mm. him. That would be really sensible. I would, um, I would suggest. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether Everton will will follow. I think they need one. I think they absolutely yeah, need massive, one. massively. Um, again, though, it all comes down to where Dominic Avalon is. We don't know where he is, what he's doing. He's Apparently, he, he trained. At a hard very heavy Saturday, hard training yeah. session on Saturday, um, so it's about his level. Seen something with Steve Stone. I think, think it was while he was in uh, Switzerland, saying you know it's about getting him right again. It's about making sure he's right. Um, 
making sure he's at the level, sustainable level. But we've heard all these things before, so we all we take we all take it with a pinch of salt, and rightly so. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see the, what the actual need, how much of the of a need is, you know, for that centre forward. But we need one anyway. We need one anyway, and as you said there. I'd like to have seen, would have been lovely actually to see Dan Juma playing his proper position on mm. Saturday, but ultimately it's about giving him, you know, 45 minutes, getting something in his legs, and then he'll play again, I imagine, tomorrow, sure. another, maybe another 45, and then he'll probably be looking more than uh, closer to an hour to, for a full game on Saturday. Mm. Um, but you don't, again, you don't want to start him playing him in his position that he's not, that's not his most favourable position. You know, yeah, players yeah. who play in their real positions. Is it, is it going to be the Chimiti derby on Saturday? Then? It could well is be. That, could well the handover. Half, half, half each. Half each. Half each. If we do the handover, we are we welcome him. We are passing into you for his next bit of development. Just bring Marcel Brands in for yeah. the day on loan, just to go. We will look after your boy. This team, this club will look after him. <laughs> I, I promise, son. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, it, it's. It's, if Everton get it over the line, it's a striker. It's what we've been talking about. It's someone who you're looking to develop. It's someone who hopefully does well and, mm. and you can sell on for big money. And I know it sounds negative talking like that, but that has to be the model we adopt. It's the reality. Do you know what, right? Because, like, put this out last week when we were talking about strikers and loads of people, like, you know, loads of people, oh, we're a selling club and all this now. It's like, I had a few words last week about it, but... I was seeing a little bit of bright. I was watching last night, lying in bed, and Sky Sport, Sky News was on. It was the so it was like the um, season review from the season before last. So I was just looking at Brighton's team. It's just like just looking at the players that have left their club in the last two seasons. It's like four of their most important players of or three, maybe nearly four of their most important. But you know when you think like McAllister. Um, the the other lad who went to Chelsea, the fullback, um, Cucurella, Cucurella, and then Dingo went to Arsenal as well. And you're just thinking, you know, like, and then and a Casido, the, the and Casido mm. could possibly go. You mightn't, and you're just like this, like season before last, they were their three most, three of their most important players, yeah. and yet they've gone and they've just gone sad. And I was listening to their manager the day, and he was like, "Well, if we lose, I don't want to lose Casido, but if we lose him, like, fellas, have you got someone lined up in yeah? <laughs> it's just like it doesn't matter, does it? It's like you know, but you know, they're operating in a different market to us, so it's. But it's like you bring players in, you get them in the team, you build them up. Hopefully, you have two or three years with them. Then you sell them, and then you have the next one ready to go. That's got to, you know, Man United have just signed a kit deal today worth nine hundred million pound. It's like. There's no competing with this. There's just you've got to find a way to do it, and this is the way. Can't you do know. it money for money, but no, of course you can't. No you've chance. got to have us. You know, and seeing the thing yesterday about the Champions League from next season, from next season, it's just like oh, what's that? We know, you know, the the, oh, the, the way it's been. You know, and someone someone put it on Twitter, and it was like people. I think it might have been the first time a lot of people had seen it. It's just a it's just a free for all mm. for cash, and it's just like there's no way of competing with these teams. Unless you're clever, and you're not, it's not clever to just build a football team and go, like, right, we're gonna let this team take on everyone now. You have to do it in a clever way, and if you have to go out and buy nineteen-year-olds that nobody's heard of, and then try and build them into a player in two, three years, that's what you've got to do. But that's what we did with Dom. 
you know, and and if it hadn't been for the injuries, Dom's trajectory would have been that he would have left Everton probably for about 60, 70 million pounds by now. Mm. Easily. Easily, yeah. Easily. You know, people go, oh, people won't mightn't believe that, but that's, well, he, would, that's, he would have, wouldn't he? Arsenal were all over him. He's got injured. You know, Newcastle would, would have come in He's for him gone. or someone. It's just, you know, or Saldi, whoever. And you'd have moved on again. Only with Richie, didn't we? Okay, yeah. we didn't make tons of money on him, but we got good value out yeah. of him. We made the profits on him. It, it, you have to do it. We're not in a position where we're creating loads of external revenue. It's just not. And we're not, we're not likely to be. Mm. Unless we become a good side. Mm. You're only going to become a good side by getting good players. All this hands and mouth stuff yeah. isn't is only it's basically surviving. Mm. Right? And therefore, look at them over across the park. They done it. They sold and sold until they created a good side. Didn't they? Suarez, Catinio, yeah, yeah. Sterling. You know, they, they were the three main ones, weren't they, mm. that they sold to and yeah. reinvested the money and reinvested the money and, and bought well and yeah. developed and now you know, they still probably... Remember how much their fans cried when they sold Coutinho? Mm-hmm. And he literally enabled them to rebuild the back line yeah, yeah. for them which, to win the league. Won them stuff, yeah. So, you'd have to look at it like that. It's, we we all want to be in a position where we've got loads of money and we can do what we want. Of course we do, but the reality is it ain't that. And this Saudi thing, I still believe, is just a gateway to the Super League, to them running the Super League, and these teams will leave anyway. In a few years, that's my that's what I think at the moment. It's just the way it's lining up, it, it doesn't seem, you know, there seems to be a, a, something else going on there as well. For us, for us to survive and develop, do what the likes of Brighton have done. Get players in, get yourself a baseline performance, mm-hmm. then get players in, develop them, steady player and a, a developing player. And the minute you start flipping it the other way, you sell yeah. one of them and you make the money and you go, right, that's going back in the team. That's going back in the team. If you do your work properly, you should be able to build yourself a good side by mm-hmm. doing it. And then it becomes competitive. But you, and then you see what happens. You, but what stadium, you've got to do is, what you've got to do is, though, you've got to eliminate all the stop gaps in the way, though. Mm. You've got to eliminate all that. You know, there's been a lot of stuff over on social media over the weekend. You've got to eliminate those stop gaps. You've got to eliminate anybody who's putting a block in the way of doing these deals. You've got to get that sorted, you know. The problem is when it's the owner. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm problem. saying. He owns it. You've so got to, you've got to get rid of all these stuff gaps that 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 hold things up. Because the minute anything gets held up, the minute someone else will just nip in and and, and go. Well, we if they've got any doubts over you, we haven't. Mm. We are, and that's why it's and if, we've got the money. That's why if this deal goes through, it's great because it's it seems like quick being done really quickly without you know. And it'll be one of those ones where it's like, well, we bring them in, and uh, we've we've done the numbers and all that, and let's see what happens. Yep, yeah. well, we'll see, won't we? But it's a uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult one when you you just know you what you need. You yeah, you think you haven't yeah, got yeah. you haven't got the resources to do mm. it. Um, see what's what. We'll see what's what. Other players doing the rounds. We could be, you know, we've been linked today with Teddy from Shakhtar. Yeah, yeah. He's free, 23 years of age. Uh, Ned's just got, got some stuff together for us there. Go on, Ned, throw him on. Throw it on. There he is. There is Yusef Chimmitty. Okay, so it's 48 games, six goals, is that? Yeah, 19. Yeah, centre forward from Sporting. Uh, he is six foot four. He is only 19 years of age. As Ped said before, 
very, very. If if he signs, we do have to we have to start exercising patience with some of these players. It's unlikely this lad is going to come in and tear it up immediately. It's unlikely he might do. Brilliant. Be amazing if he did. Come in and got 30 goals and we sold him for 197 million next summer. Be amazing. The FFP sort of job done. It's unlikely he's going to come in and hit the ground running. So we have to exercise caution and patience. We're all asking. This is just my opinion, so don't beat me up over it, right? But I believe we're at a, a fork in the road now with the football club. I really do. We've got a ground we've just been talking about there on the horizon. It looks magnificent. It could change our future. Hopefully it will for the better. Us as a fan base are at a fork in the road. We have to accept where we are. That doesn't mean accept that we're not a big club anymore. I, I still believe Everton are a big club. I think Everton are a massive club. We're not a massive team by any stretch of the imagination. The, the, the last couple of seasons have proved that we're not a massive team at all. But we're a massive club, in my opinion, in England. We are. Fans, incredible. Stadium on the, the banks of the Royal Blue Mares is going to be incredible. What we have to do as a fan base is accept where we are, make our peace with that, and then build on top of that. And what I mean by that is, is the likes of this signing. It's the likes of, can we get behind this lad and let him develop? Can we start to um, be patient with each other? Can we get behind the team? Can we drive this football club forward? But can we also, this? we should also, though, never stop demanding more either. Just because I'm saying we're out of fork in the road, we need to be more um, supportive in a, in a way with everything. Not not The support's incredible. There's 3,000 Evertonians there on Saturday. Unbelievable for a believing pre-season friendly. The third one in a week, by the way, and the third away game in a week. Not talking about going to match. That's incredible support that but the way we are let's start let's start building that back let's build that unity and start to accept and say like this kid might come in and he might struggle a little bit at the start let's back him let's not be judges crap this kid what is that why have you wasted that money blah de, blah de, blah de, blah de. that's got to go that's got to go got to let these players develop because we're all looking in my this is just me by the way we're all looking enviously at Brighton and at Brentford. Those two clubs have held up, especially because they two were doing it better. Teams used to look at us, clubs used to look at us 15 years ago, enviously going, have they managed to get Kale and have they managed to get Lescott and have they managed... Because we were the ones doing the data. Moyes was amazing at the data because he, he'd be up all night pouring over it. He'd go and see the player, he'd be digging and digging. Therefore, he knew he had a minimum amount of money and he had to make sure that every decision was almost a guarantee. And he didn't get much wrong, Moyes. Whether you liked him or didn't like him, he didn't get much wrong, given the budget he worked with. Right? And we have to get back to to being like Brighton and Brentford while we dig ourselves a route back into the ones challenging for European football, where I believe Everton fully should be challenging for that. And if you get to that stage, then why can't you then challenge for the Champions League? Why? Why? Brighton come very close to achieving it last season, didn't he? Just fell away a little bit at the end. Aston Villa were on an unbelievable run. Imagine if Villa had started their, their turnaround right after a World Cup. You know, they, they they could have got in the Champions League. You just don't know. One Every season, one of those teams you expect to be in there as a wobble. 
and someone has to be able to try to take advantage of it. So that's where Everton should be aiming towards. They're not there yet, of course, they're not. But I think we only get there by being together. Still demanding better, but being a little but bit patient. You've got to get to a level, though, haven't you, before yeah, you yeah. can achieve that. That's yeah. unachievable until your clubs are at a certain level. You know, I said this over the weekend, Everton, I've got to sort all this nonsense. Good. Everton, I've got to sort all this nonsense out. Yeah. You've got to get the uh, MSP money, so get it, get that in the door, get the board sorted, and get everybody on the same page so we can move forward as a football club. As we are at the moment, we're fragmented. We're a fragmented club. We've been like this for a while. Get get all that sorted, and then you can start thinking. We said this when 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 Newcastle got took over. I didn't hear anyone talking. No, when Newcastle took took, took over, didn't hear anyone talking about. Oh, you've got to you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And oh, you can't just swap one board for another. Oh, no one does that. Well, they did, didn't they? They just got rid of the board mm-hmm. and then they brought a new board in because they were like, "See, you're, you're done, mate." Of course, you can get rid of the whole board. You don't need to keep anyone on board on on there. Literally on board. Yeah. Um. You've got to, you've got to get these things sorted so the fan, so you, you, so the fan base can start going. Well, that's all fine, as much as it can be. What are they doing over there? Who's doing their job? Rather than going, I don't know if he's doing a good job because actually one hand's time behind his back, so it's hard to know whether you know is Kevin Felber doing a good job. Well, I know, I know that he's not do, he's not being allowed to do the, the best job possible. Mm. So let's get all that sorted and then we can get all our ducks in a row. Mm. You can't, we've seen this with, with what happened with Lampard. You can't be fully behind a football club and the direction of it's going in if you've got people throwing obstacles and those people are within their own your own football club. So let's get all that sorted and then we can start hoping for all that kind of thing. And oh, yeah. move on as a club. No, but that's it, isn't it? This, this is the thing, isn't it? This is the whole. This is where we are. We if we can start to accept, it's difficult because I don't like accepting it. Mm. I don't like thinking we'll get a player and we'll keep him for two years and then we yeah. sell him. I don't want to think like that. I want to think we'll get that player and you know if we put two more with him, all of a sudden we're a better. That's how I want to view it. But if you do that, if Everton would have took more chances mm. and had the confidence that everyone would back it. We could have took chances on players that we could get for, for a little bit of money yeah. and we could have sold one. We could have took three and sold one of them and reinvested and took three and sold one and done it that yeah. way. You know, one for your team, one one might be a squad and one to sell. And if you worked off that very quickly, this Premier League, I've said it a million times, it ain't great. You get City are unbelievable, best team in the world. The top two or three are excellent. The three or four after are decent. The rest, the others are up and down a little bit. And then the bottom were crap last season, but we still didn't go. Right? But if you get yourself to a good base, you can climb that table quickly. But you need goals. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have goals. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to... Like Brentford at the moment. Goalie's about to be sold. 40 million. What's the manager over the weekend? So relaxed about it. Hmm? So relaxed. It's not my job. They're dealing with that. Guy's a good guy. It's mad, isn't it? It's like the guy's a good guy. He works really hard. You know, he's f- would we accept that though? No, I don't know whether 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 it's about accepting it. I don't I don't know whether it's about accepting it. I think it's about I think it's just about it's not about us as fans. It's about the manager. But the manager's like Sam. Look at the next one. He's so relaxed because he understands the plan of the football club. He has faith. Same with when when the Brighton manager was on. You know, the Zabies look. He's the talking. He's like, I don't want to lose him. And they're like, but I've got someone already ready. 
mm-hmm. lined up for the next one. And yeah. that's the plan. You've got to have faith in the plan. If your model is you're going to sell clubs, sell players to clubs, you've you've got to know that there's going to be times when it's not going to be on your on on your time. There will be offers that come Absolutely, in that are going to yeah. be like we can't we can't we, you've got to you can't go oh my god what are we going to do because that's what we seem to do we're like oh my god what are we going to do what are we going to do these clubs go yeah okay we're ready for that mm. you've got to be mm. and that's not a that can happen anytime that can happen like when Lukaku got sold you know you've got West. look at West Ham West Ham over 100 million they cannot spend it because they don't have a plan, it's so clear. Moise is fighting. crazy, though. Moise is fighting with the sporting director. Mm-hmm. The sporting director wants to bring players in. Moise doesn't want to bring them in. Mm-hmm. So you've got a hundred million, and everybody knows that you've got a hundred million. So all their targets have gone up, and they're still trying to get players on the cheap. But because they're doing the old Moise thing of like mm-hmm. hundred million, that's maximised with four players in, mm-hmm. because they haven't got a plan. So they clearly just not got a plan. What happens next? And they're like stumbling around. I lost them on Saturday, Diva. But that's the thing, isn't it? I spoke to Nicky from. He was like, "It's." And this was like a few weeks ago. And he was like, Pff. "It's like I know we want a trophy, but we're in a mess." It's like from the outside you're looking at going, "I oh, everything they seem all right, don't they?" But like, where's the plan? There is no plan, and that's the point. You sell a player for hundred million, you know, and you've known for a year, and you have not had a plan to replace that player. The Premier League will swallow you that's whole. Wild that. to me that that they knew everyone. Every man and his dog knew he was going this summer because he almost went last summer. That's Everton level, that, isn't it? Because other like clubs like Brighton and, and Brentford, I imagine, would have gone, okay, right, all right, he's going, so therefore let's have li- Liverpool at the, the done. The point being is, though, whoever, a club whoever. like Brighton or a club like Brentford, right, they want to sell them for £100 million. Mm. They're prepared, the, whole, the whole point of those clubs is to fatten the pig. To get them to a hunt, to give them a platform, to get them to that. You you mentioned one the other day mm. to me, and he ends up scoring a couple of goals in one of the games oh, over yeah, there. And it's yeah. like it's like this kid's come from nowhere. They sent him on loan to like sent him on loan to like Scandinavia. He's come back, and we'll, like, we'll see how he gets on. Mm. But that's lively though. You're fattening these players. You want to sell them for hundred million? Mm. You don't want to sit there and go, oh, this is mm. oh, I don't want to sell. It's like you know what the career trajectory is of all these players now. Mm. They all want to play in the Champions League or whatever comes after the Champions League. And if you can't offer them that, all you can say is we will give you a platform to be, to uh, to do really well. But if you, like you said before, if you get five or six, seven of those players all at once, well, number one, you you don't need to sell them. Mm. They don't need to sell Concedo this summer. No, no. And they'll certainly do everything in their power not to. So what does that do? That puts his price up straight away. Yeah. He's a hot commodity. You've got mm. two or three teams after him. So suddenly he goes from being a 100 million player to 120 million pound player. Mm. Quid's in for you. You're right. You've probably got a plan for that as well. But it's just like, why did they buy them for that very reason? Like, we could have had Concedo for five million quid. Oh, yeah, Man United yeah. could have had them, yeah. we could have had them, but Brighton took the tight Brighton took the the chance, got them, and that's where you've got what you've got to do, you know. So and that is that's just football. And whether people like that or not, or think that doesn't make you a big club, then it's called reality. It's just called reality because you've got you've just got all these different football, different you've got two different groups now. You've got the halves. Well, you've got three, sorry. You've got the halves, the have nots, and the ones in the middle who are feeding the halves. Mm. And that's the thing, isn't it? They're feeding them, and and they they they're making they're the supply line for the haves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, that's 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 Absolutely. what makes you better as a yeah. club. Absolutely. If you, yeah. the top clubs are not trying to buy your buy your players, then you're in trouble. 
Yeah. And the top like top clubs used to try and buy our players, not in test anymore. We haven't got anyone mm. anyone wants. We've got to we've got to have a, a position where we want the top clubs wanting to buy our yeah, players, but do. we can't be scared of that. And and sometimes we'll lose them. We you know we've we've seen it last year with the Charleston, didn't we? Mm. You know we've seen it with the Charleston. He didn't really want to go. We know that. You know, keeps donning his Everton gear, which proves he didn't really want to go. But we had to sell him because of the clubs being run so poorly. But that's the way it is. Get him in. Have him for a few years, sell him. Same with Fellaini. It's great having Fellaini. You know, he, he, he gave everything for Everton when he played for them. But um, he was here for four or five years and we, we shook hands and off we went. It was okay with Rom going. If Romelu Lukaku... I'd rather he stayed. But if Romelu Lukaku would have left Everton and Everton would have replaced him with a striker... Yeah. We'd have all just gone, fair play, we had them. We right. bought them for 30 million and we sold them for 90. Right. We tripled, we had them for 40, bang, all sorts of goals in for us and we sold them for a, a huge profit and we reinvested it in good strikers and we move on. The problem Everton did was we didn't do that. And okay, we got Dominic Calvert-Lewin out of it, but we should have had someone with Dominic Calvert-Lewin and that would have meant we're not where we are now. That's, that's all it is. I watched Everton on Saturday and I was looking and going, well... If you're looking at talking to me dad about them, like you can see the makings of an all right side, but that final third still pitch poor. And what it is, is there's no dynamism. You know, no. we've lost Dwight McNeil there. Not convinced he's going to be fifth for the first game. What I've heard, mm. which is not great because it was, a, you know, again, another whatever, one of them things. And that's the problem with these games. Now, if he is, if he is missing for the opening game or two, he was our top scorer last season. Mm-hmm. So already he's come out. The, so you're talking of losing a top scorer immediately. So you're already a team with no goals with one down. And what, what Everton don't have is the dynamism. And that's why Dobbin did make a big difference. Because yeah. the kid, it, even though his pass, you know, his decision making is not great, he's lively and he runs with people. And players, defenders don't like you running at them. Dead mm-hmm. simple. I, I switched. It was, the game finished and I was having a coffee with me. Dad and I switched over and I put West Ham on. They were on playing Stuttgart. And I was just looking at Stuttgart and they just broke like lightning with players who, you know, all good players, knocked the ball around, got into the final third, committed defenders, crosses in, shots in. Mm. And it was like, wow, look at the speed of this team compared to what we just watched for 90 yeah. minutes. And Everton knock it round, all right. But when it, it becomes walking football in the final third, and that's either Alex Iwobi, because yeah. he slows everything down. Not a good, not saying not a good footballer, because he is. But in them wide areas, he slows the game down, you know, and, and then we had the other side. And that's why when Dobbin come in and injected a little bit of pace, we went up a level again and we, mm. we looked like more likely to win it than them, didn't we? We should be having three or four of them. That's what our forward line should look like. Yeah. Our forward line should be, bump, like, work out, get it to them and then, bump, bump, dead quick. And we get men in the box and we commit them. We're not, we haven't got amazing players, so what you have to do with that is you have to make the, the opposition uncomfortable. And that becomes uncomfortable by either having pace or having five or six players in the box when a cross comes in, not one. You know, in the first half, Dan Juma was in the box on his own. Mm. And occasionally, Decore tried to get in there or James Garner. Second half, and near the end particularly, I know we scored off a corner and stuff. But we have bodies in the box, mm. and we get across in Brantway flicks it on. Sarkovsky knocks it square, and Onana puts it in. And it's like that's simply by having bodies in the penalty area. So when we're committed to go forward, why aren't we getting players yeah. in? And it, and that's where, that's for me where Everton really need. And listen, I'm not reinventing the bleeding wheel here. Everyone knows this, but that's where we have yeah. to spend our, for me, our, our currency that we have. Mm. 
if we can get through in, then we come towards yeah. the end of the window. Loans come into play as yeah. well, but we've got to get to that position. Have a brochure. But that, yeah, but he's available, isn't he? He's mm. played in the Premier League. He's available. Chelsea are happy to let him go out. He's six foot three or four, can run with the ball, mm. and he's a little bit in between, isn't he? Why yeah. not? He seems perfect for a loan. If you're not going to go, and, if Everton went and spent the money on Bull idea, I'd say sound. Yeah, get him in, sound. Mm. Then he becomes your number one. Dom's just a sub. Then, and that's up to Dom to force his way into the team. Mm. Don't forget, Bull idea has played wide as well, so occasionally you could manage the two of them. Mm. She also played second striker. That would make sense to me because then, like I said before, if, especially if Maupai goes the other way, we see Neil Maupai at the weekend and I ain't bagging him out. We just don't play the way he needs to play. But my biggest, biggest, biggest bugbear with Neil Maupai, right, is that when Everton break a pace, he's never in the penalty <laughs> area. And so the size of him, what is he hoping to achieve? I don't know. So does he want to be an attacking midfield player? Okay, if that's what you want to be, like a number 10. Yeah. Fine, I get that because you're always in them pockets anyway. But that isn't what we're about. Mm. So for us, it ain't ever gonna work. Brighton, I think it worked better for him because he did have players yeah. making runs in behind, so he could drop and get it and turn and play. And they had runners. We we just don't have that. And so therefore, it's best for all parties mm. if we can move him on. If Everton move him on and they can get Bull idea for 16, 17 million quid plus Mopai, then that's a deal Everton mm. absolutely should do. If they can't. Like I said before, Miles Lieben, I'd be all over. Charlton, one, one and a half million, six foot four. Big Carl's lad. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be a great choice for Everton. Be great off, you know, again. But again, he's another he's another developing centre forward. But we've got to do something. Mm. We've got to do something. Um, Teddy, I mentioned him before. He's free. Spent... Last year at Leicester, yeah. didn't he? Only played 13 times, scored one goal at Villa. But he's free and he's direct and he's mm. quick. I think he's got, I think he's got something 40 goals in 130 games or something overall. He's Brazilian. I'm, you know, gone downhill since we've had no Brazilians. Don't you, I just don't want you to accept that point there and then. Um, why not? If, if money really is such an issue, then. The only thing is, that it's not. It, that might be like false economy, though, mightn't it? Because possibly, but it, yeah, but it, he's it, got something the kid. He's quick and direct. I know. I just wonder. I worry about ones like that. There's mm. quite a lot of players who are available on freeze, mm. and I just wonder it's because there is a false economy to bringing mm. them in. You have to give them. They all want long contracts. They all want um, bigger money. Don't bigger money want. because they're free. Mm. And actually, you do wonder whether a few of them are placing themselves out of of decent moves because of because of the free tag. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It is mad, isn't mm. it? I saw a super happy phone. It's gone, I think. Well, kind of gone, but it must be there somewhere. Just on these comments, the minute you touch it, it flies. Oh, it's, it's a it. book of visuals. Yeah. It says, Mashiri is worth 3.1 billion. He was worth 1.2 billion in 2016. He was, wasn't he, when he took over? Yeah, he was a, he was a billionaire, but he was only just... Well, he's done all right then, hasn't he? <laughs> tripled, almost tripled his, uh, his worth. Everton certainly haven't in that no, time. No. Um, or maybe they have, but what about what about Big Roscoe down the corner from me doing sprints at Baby Why didn't you go down? Take you know what? I was going to go down and do but take a and just be like, oh, just doing a bit of, a bit of extra training, oh, Ross. Oh, I lad. lad. What do you think, lad? He's another one, isn't he? Some of my plays were on a free. The, 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 the. Clubs have reluctant to take them because of what they want. They want 
three-year contracts to oh I'm on I'm free. Mm-hmm. It's 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 I I do think there's a false economy to it, and they they're the players that you get that you'll get the last week of the window because you're desperate, they're desperate, mm-hmm. and you 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 come to some. I still I I've said it before. I'm still tempted by Ross Barkley because he's free. When I look at Everton on Saturday, and I think who travels with the ball in our team? Nobody. Yeah, that is amazing. He's not, well, don't get me wrong. Dwight McNeil does. Not, no, Dwight Dwight does. To be fair, but you need more of that. Ross Barkley's not the same player he, he was. Of course, he's not. But has he got something to prove? Is he hungry? But the, again, there's others. There's better options. Absolutely, there is. But if we're scratching around for them kind of players coming towards the end of the window, mm. is he the worst choice you can make? I no, I don't. I don't, don't think. He, I don't think he. I don't, don't think know. he is. I don't think he is. But wouldn't be giving him a long contract. Though, no, of course sure. you wouldn't. That's you give him sure. a. You give him a year, and you'd mm. say in in the rest. In the rest, or at least we're putting you in the shop window for someone else, aren't we, mm. for next summer? But but there's other deals to be done before him. You know, you could get better. Of course you can. But but we have. We've got to do. We've got to shape this team mm. into a team that can. I think this team can battle and scrap. But. Battling scrap for nil nils ain't great. We've got to be a team that can score goals and and take get up the pitch with the ball. And and there is there's other players you can go of course. Um, a lot of people are excited by it by the Chimiti. Um, again, people are talking about the goals. Yeah, but again, he's he's a young lad, isn't he? Making his way in the game, really. He is only young, isn't he? Round on the ledge, everything he's got. He is. He is. Yes. Not everyone knows his name, no, no. That's, that's one of the things. <laughs> Rondon the Legend says everyone smashed the like button. Yeah, good to see you back, Baz. Cheers, mate. Um, just, just, it keeps flying. The, Donnelly is a United fan, I think. Says we have McTomney, Maguire, Fred Williams for sale. You should buy some of Fred them. Williams? Fred, Fred <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Who's Fred, Fred Williams? He sounds like someone who goes up. No, one of those fellas who goes off like big towers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you about them. Yeah. Oh, this was made in eighteen seventy-four. Yeah, we haven't got the money, Donnelly. It's the yeah. simple thing for Manchester United players. No. Brandon Williams an interesting one because he can play right back, left back. But yeah, I'd love how Matt, much do United I'd want? Love He's McTominay, but McTominay, I know. Listen, a lot of people will. A lot of people will turn the noses up at Scott McTominay. I think he's all right. I think he's a decent yeah. player um, for what you need. There's, there's obviously again, there's loads of players. So when I say these players are decent, don't, don't get a cob on mm. because I've, I've mentioned them lots of times. There's loads of players. There's loads of good footballers throughout the world. I'm just saying, if you're looking here and you're looking for op- you know, options, these players are options as well. But I don't know how much Manchester United would want for them if they're talking 35, 40 million. Didn't West Ham have a 20 odd million pound bill, 30 million mm. pound bill? For we ain't paying that for Scott McTominay. Not a chance. So, uh, Harry Maguire, I think West Ham have bid 20 million for him turning down. Moyes trying to get all Man United players. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they're there, won't we? But, um, but we definitely need, we definitely need a. Uh, to get these forwards in for yeah. me. If you're looking now, right, and you, you're seeing, you're looking at that squad, say, right, what's the, you know, what do you, what are your big concerns when you look at that squad? Centre-back. Is it? Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. Even with Brantwaite? No, it's terrifying. Brantwaite, yeah, but it's, he's a kid, isn't he? He's, and don't get me wrong, I like Brantwaite. I've always liked Brantwaite. I, I te- I'm terrified he won't play Brantwaite for a start. 
I just, I'm, I've no faith in Keenan no, and, I and Ben Godfrey. I've just got the, but I seen Ben Godfrey on Tuesday night looking for a Tesco in Bolton. I mean, it's the the best better position than I've seen from him all year. But I, I, generally, there's a worry there for me. Mm. An absolute worry for a centre back. And I do think we need a bit more in midfield as well. I think we need someone who can um, who can open teams up. I just, I just. Uh, think we need some these are i mean center back i honestly believe is a really key position brantwaite is is young and i do i, I like the lad but behind them I'm, I, I'm i'm worried behind them mm. what's there um but i do think we need someone in midfield as well who can open teams up but has also got that engine. creative mm. i mean he can play it it'll be dictated by the style we play but we need some. We need someone, and people will say that's a Wobi. But the thing is, a Wobi does things at a million miles an hour, mm. and I just, I don't always think, I just don't always think it. Like, I don't think it's a case of him being more intelligent than other players. I just think he does things so fast; it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. But I do think we need another one in there. Um, but I'm a I'm a fan of Brantwaite. I've always been a fan of Brantwaite. I think he's got something. I think he's got something that don't forget. This is a kid who started playing for another club's first team in Carlisle. Mm. We brought him in. He's played games for us. He's played games on loan at Blackburn. He's come back from Holland. I think this is the great a great opportunity to put him next to Tarkowski. Mm. Um, I think he's at the right. This is the right stage of his career. He's been with the under twenty ones for England. When, you know, winning that—that's important as well. Surrounded by other people of his age, you are ready. He's not one of these kids who, 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 you know, who's coming up and people might distort how good he is because yeah. he plays for the under twenty ones. I think this is a lad who's got who's had a proper trajectory. Mm. Put him next to Taki. I think as long as he's not making consistent mistakes, he'll make mm. mistakes. Of course, they all make mistakes. They all do. They all, but as long as he's not making like consistent mistakes, or there's a there's something in his game where you're going, oh no. So I, I, I just, but I just, the other two just don't, don't fill me with any confidence. No. They really don't. Um, Taki obviously is the number one, and he, he looks like he's going to be the captain this season as well. Yeah. So, what it looks um, like. yeah, back's an interesting one. Um, almost makes that. Gianna, I know he's just signed another new short-term deal at United, doesn't he? But it almost made that Johnny Evans link. Like yeah. one that was sensible, yeah, really, yeah. because he'd become the number. He wouldn't play, but he'd be the number three, say, to guide Brantwaite if that was the yeah. way you were going. Keen for me, you'd be pushed right down because it's just, I just, I don't see how a fella that you took out at the end of the season because yeah. he was struggling because yeah. we were letting goals in becomes your number one just because others have got. I, I don't get that. Yeah, to that's... me, it's just stupid, and I don't think Sean Dyke is stupid. So that's where there's an issue. Um, Centre mid. Maybe, maybe we could do it. We've more. got enough. We've got enough to cover. It's just, it. is it the right mix? Mm-hmm. That's the issue. But again, if you put players, if you get players in there in the final third, they were dangerous. Then that you can play any. You just mentioned the Wobi playing in there. Alex Wobi absolutely mm-hmm. can't. The Corey again, so sloppy at the weekend with his passing, but he is someone we know can break and mm-hmm. get goals. And that midfield four of Garner. Onana, the core and a Wobi, if that's your four, mm. and James Garner on and James Garner, you've got five lads there who can play mm. in that position in there. That's quite yeah. good strength. And you have Dan Zumer, you get another wide play, you've got Dwight McNeil. On the other mm. side, Damari Gray, what'll happen with him? Will he stay? Will he go? I think he'll go personally. Then you bring another one. 
they're not that far away if you get the right players yeah. in in the final third. No, if players are scoring goals, balance. it takes the pressure off everything, doesn't it? If the team's not scoring goals, it just puts pressure on everything. And the team that doesn't score goals didn't score that goals last season. Balance, isn't it? It's all about the balance. Um, where are we? Sir Christoph says, Awobi needs to go. He doesn't offer anything. Uh, the Blue says, Cody is a similar level to Keane. There's a reason why he's in the Championship. That's just something else. Uh, 89% want Chimiti on the vote. Um, of course, he's a striker. Um, Jack A says, would you take Ross and Teddy on threes? You'd have to, you'd have to have a look, wouldn't you? Mm. You'd have to weigh it all up, I think. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, David Goondry says, would you take Sergio Ramos on a free? Uh, I probably wouldn't. I must admit. Maybe on about 500 grand. <laughs> uh, Dan says, just excited that we might be signing a striker with a high ceiling and decent uh, resale value. Mm. Mm. Possibly. Um, Everton Vikings said, just seen Wolves and Bournemouth are in for him, so Natalie he'll do a medical with us before signing for Wolves. I don't know, Wolves aren't very good, are they? They're struggling as mm. well, so... Right, we're going over to more than a game channel at two o'clock. The link will be here, so you don't have to go anywhere. No. You just join that, and we'll join. be discussing everything else there. And if anything else breaks, obviously, we'll uh, we'll do that. And gone, Jack. Why do all the negative comments about it? Will we get read out? None of the positives. I, I, I don't think I've read any negative comments out about Alex Awobi. Alex Awobi is very good, hard, working hard. He creates chances, no question about it. Doesn't score goals. Never looks like he can score a goal. But he is a, he's a good footballer for Everton. The issue I have with Alex Awobi is he's got 11 months left on a contract. Mm. And there's no sign that he's going to sign a new deal. So is this the latest Everton player that costs 30-odd million and will walk out the door for nothing? So people, some people like Awobi, others don't like Awobi. That's just football, isn't it? That's football. He's okay. He's all, he's, listen, he he's works hard, does well, needs to add goals, creates chances. We need other options as well, don't we? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Right, like I said, you don't have to go anywhere. We'll be back live in about seven minutes on more than a game, discussing everything else that is going on in the world of football. Thanks for watching. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll see you in a bit. Take it easy. <laughs>